This is Purple Radio On Demand. Good evening, and welcome to Who Sock Podcasts. I am Joseph, and I'm here with Bertie. Hi. And Ollie. Hello. And today we are here to discuss Seventh Doctor episode, The Happiness Patrol, and the audio story, Missy, A Spoonful of Mayhem. So, spoiler warning for those and whatever else we decide to discuss. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So... Shall we make a start with The Happiness Patrol? I have seen this episode. <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> Ollie wickying it, like, yes, yes, this is just as good as watching. Exactly. We'll see who believes you by the end of the podcast. <laughs> so, in The Happiness Patrol, the Doctor and Ace arrive on a planet where sadness is forbidden. I knew that. <laughs> in fact, it is punishable by death. So fair. Completely reasonable. I mean, it sounds relatively similar to the Macro Terror, where everyone has to be happy all the time. It is. It's also similar to Smile. It's an idea that's uh, been yeah. repeated throughout mm. Doctor mm. Who of happiness will prevail, as they say in this episode. Which mm. Ollie knew. Yes. Yes. Ollie understood that reference. <laughs> so the planet is ruled over by Helen A and policed by the Happiness Patrol who are people dressed in bright pink clothes with fun guns, which are basically just glitter guns. So, what do we think of this episode, Ollie? (laughs) (laughs) I really enjoyed it. It's on my list of episodes that I want to watch. I should probably take it off, considering I watched it now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. no, one of my my best friends from secondary school has actually told me it's one of his favourites as well, so that makes me want to watch it. I, it does very much sound like, I don't know, the, the sort of thing you would have where, um, um, like, so, the sort of thing like, uh, I don't know, so, some, it sounds like some, uh, I can't talk. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like the sort of thing somebody would say when you're complaining that someone else is ruining your fun. Oh, you're being the happiness patrol, aren't you? You're not letting me be happy. Although in this case, it's the opposite of that. Indeed it is. It was honestly one of my favourite Old Who episodes. I've watched Old Who at Hoosock and I'm currently doing a full watch through because somebody told me that because I haven't watched Old Who, I shouldn't be a big fan of Doctor Who. (laughs) Who told you this? (laughs) I wonder. They were wrong. So out of spite, I'm watching all of Old Who. I mean, very Um, valid. So fair. The best reason to watch all of Old Who. (laughs) I'm enjoying myself. So fair, bestie. Thanks, bestie. Um, <laughs> Joseph's face. But, so, to drag us back onto <laughs> the episode, The Happiness Patrol. It is one of my favourites. I love Aces and the Doctor's relationship. I love, sometimes I get a little annoyed with both old and new who. More so with new who, really, that the companion lacks agency. Ace does not. sometimes true. <laughs> Ace does not. Ace is Very ready. Very much not. <laughs> and I love the fact that the TARDIS is painted pink. We do love the pink TARDIS in this episode. It just adds a level of girly pop that I think the Doctor needed. Amazing, amazing. It's tragic that it's repainted blue at the end. It really is. He should have kept it. It Mm. would have been iconic. But it does mean if you take paint stripper to the TARDIS, (laughs) it will turn pink again. (laughs) Oh, amazing, amazing. Although I think the Doctor would then never have been able to return in the Big Bang because it's not something blue. 
You make a good point. Yeah. <laughs> the entire <laughs> universe would have been destroyed because they painted the TARDIS pink. Exactly. Would have been worth it. You know, in my humble opinion, would have been, been worth it. it. I was terrified for Fifi. Fifi's like this, and which Ollie will know, Fifi's like this little dog? Yes. Dogish thing? Dog-like creature, some kind of alien species. And I might be misremembering because we did watch this during exam season, which is a which is a time for everybody. Yes. Um, the little Fifi went down to the tunnels. We think Fifi gets blown up. Panic. I'm like, oh my God, no, Fifi. You were just doing what you had to be told. Fifi's fine. Fifi then gets killed again. How many times does Fifi end up dead? I think we believe Fifi is dead three times in the episode. Yeah. And every time I'm like, oh no, Fifi's dead. Humans, nah. That poor dog, terrified. (coughs) So I'm like, they're dead. And I was like, no, they're fine. They're dead again. No, 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 they're fine. And then they die. For realsies. Oh no. Yes. Oh, that's not good. You had to an emotional rollercoaster. <laughs> complete breakdown of the villain, Helen A. Very valid. It's, it's so true. fair, bestie. It's exactly what happened. So fair, bestie. Helen A, who is, of course, Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> because this is this is one of the one of the serious politics in my Doctor Who episodes. <gasps> politics in my Doctor Who. Unacceptable. I, know. I cannot believe it. Good grief. <laughs> so, of course, you have Helen A, who is based on Margaret Thatcher. You have the miners' strikes happening throughout. Oh, strikes? That, that I mean, that's something <laughs> that's not really relevant these days. No. I think this dates the episode a bit. Mm, yes. We never have strikes nowadays. <laughs> Yay. Mm. Politics in my podcast? <laughs> it's more likely uh. than you'd think. <laughs> So, what do we think of this as a political episode? I think the politics are great. I, I, <laughs> love, it. I love it. I mean, okay, in all seriousness, I obviously, I, I'm not overly familiar with how it's presented in this episode, but I'm in favour of anything which is bashing the right wing and the, the Tories and, you know, yeah. capitalism in general. Is it bad that Helen A being Thatcher went straight over my head? I was just like, oh my god, such a sleigh outfit. <laughs> Thatcher could never. I mean, <laughs> like, the, the, these things can happen. I remember when we were doing another podcast, there was an episode which is very blatantly and very obviously the story of Theseus and the Minotaur but in space. And Freya, who is an English literature student, did not know until <laughs> I said it on the podcast. <laughs> yes, it's, it's true. So sometimes we just don't notice these things, particularly when it's... Sorry, Freya, political... for outing you there. <laughs> Particularly when it's based on a political era which we did not live through. I it's, should know it, though, you, you, with what I do, you, <laughs> with you my should, degree. But to a lesser extent, you're allowed to not notice the more subtle references. And I'm going to blame it on but, exam stress. Yeah, yeah, let's blame it on that. Very it's valid. Very so fair, bestie. So fair, bestie. <laughs> there is, of course, another villain to this episode. <laughs> The Candyman. The Candyman. I have seen The Candyman, and I love The Candyman. Picture this. Joseph dressed as a Candyman. Yes. Is that not a sight? Is that not what we want? That would be a sight. I think we should do it. Absolutely. Do you, if, 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 you may, if you make me a full-size, screen-accurate Candyman costume, I'll wear it. <laughs> a summer project summer I come back to Durham everyone's like what's in these bags Bertie I'm like it's my project it's my precious 
a social of next year and you make me dress as the candy man. Hey, I do plan the socials next you do, year. You do, yeah. it's true. <laughs> you, you, you do have that right. Watch, watch a space for Joseph being dressed up as the candy man running through Durham. He is amazing. I, I know that, you know, he gets defeated pretty easily, et cetera, et cetera. But God, man has some sleigh to him. Is he actually supposed to be made of sweets or is he just he a is. robot who looks like you? No, he is actually made of sweets, which is why the doctor defeats him with lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> because it makes his marshmallow feet so sticky that he gets stuck to the floor. That is it. That sounds like the, the plot of like a children's cartoon. It does. Actually, it's I think wonderful. that's what I was originally going to say when I lost the ability to speak temporarily, when I was going to say the Happy Witness Patrol sounds like. It sounds like a kid's cartoon villain where... Obviously, it's the opposite of this, but it sounds like a kid's cartoon villain where they are going around stopping people being happy. Well, there was initially a plan for a first Doctor story called The Jokers with exactly that concept, where Mm. happiness and laughter was illegal and everybody had to be serious all the time. Ah. But of course, it was never made. And some of the ideas supposedly were reused, whether deliberately or whether it was just independent evolution of ideas mm. coming up with similar stuff. Convert, convergent course, evolution. Inverted. Yeah. Mm. The costume design on this episode, though, was brilliant. It, it really was. The costumes of the Happiness Patrol themselves. Mm. I mean, having seen a picture of them just now, which I didn't have to do, of course, because I've seen the episode. Exactly. But having seen a picture of them just now, they are iconic and incredible, and I love them. Like, it's... Very, very on brand for the time period. I like the pinks. I like the reds. I've just Googled the the costumes and the picture of Fifi's just come up. And I don't think it's a dog. It it's, doesn't look very dog-like. It's, it's treated as a dog, but it's it's definitely not a dog. It's some kind of alien dog-like species. That could kill that could kill, yes. Well, that's why it goes down in the tunnels in the first mm-hmm. place, is to go and kill Ace. And, of course, the indigenous species of this planet, which has been driven underground by the human settlers. I do find it quite funny how often in sci-fi you have an animal that is very explicitly not a real animal, it's an alien animal, except in every single possible conceivable way it behaves as a real animal. <laughs> yes. Especially, I've noticed this a lot in modern Star Wars stuff, you have animals that are very explicitly supposed to be a horse or a dog or a rat, but are just made to look a bit funky because it's Star Wars. Yeah. It is It is how it works. People just it's not paid enough to bring up original <laughs> ideas, Ollie. Honestly, I take no issue with it. I, <laughs> yes, I, it's, it's fine. It's, it's, it's cool. Trying to invent completely new behaviour patterns for a species is quite difficult. Yeah, yeah. I got pretty confused during the episode because they all had very similar names, like Helen A, Helen C. There was just lots of Helens, and I was like, hang on, which is the main Helen, which is the bad Helen, which is the good Helen? Why is there so many Helens? Well, they all have letters after their name in Mm -hmm. a societal hierarchy, of course. Helen A being in charge. Mm. And clearly these are changeable as well because Harold V, while he's in the waiting zone, talks about how he used to be Harold F. while he was the chief gag writer. Ah. So it's clearly some kind of official societal status system. 
mm. which makes me very glad that I'm Joseph B. <laughs> <laughs> Bertie G? I'm, I'm mid. Yeah, you're not, I'm mid. You're not that far away. O- Ollie B, I'll take yeah. that. I'll take oh, that. We're all right. Yeah, we're I'm good. just grateful that Joe's not here today. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah. But would our names be accepted? Because they all had very... We've all got quite basic names I was going to say, mm. Joseph definitely would be okay. Because, you know, oh, there they, was a Joseph. There yeah. was a Joseph Are they only C. allowed basic names in the episode? They only have basic names. Okay. I'm not sure about only allowed. I mean, Ollie's a pretty basic name. If I go to my... If I say Oliver, it is like the most popular baby name in the country, or yes. at least it was very recently. Then you'd definitely be fine. Bertie? Bertie is a more unusual name. If you, if you spell it with I-E at the end instead of Y, which is Refuse. wrong. Refuse. <laughs> Refusal. Absolutely don't do that. <laughs> I, I've never heard of anyone else who's uh, called Bertie spelt the way you spell it. Bertie Bassett's the sweet. Maybe I could be like a little minion for the Candyman. Well, oh, speaking perfect. of, <laughs> the Candyman is, of course, not in any way associated with Bertie Bassett's. <laughs> we know this because after the release of the episode, the CEO of Bertie Bassett's wrote to the BBC to complain about how similar they looked mm-hmm. and how I've heard it was about this and I love it. Based on it, and <coughs> only decided not to take further action because they were assured that the Candyman would not be being used again, which is tragic. Yeah, Doctor Who. I mean, obviously it's come back since, but it was cancelled not long after. It was, that's true. Sorry about my incessant coughing in your ears. It's okay. Maybe maybe Bertie Bassett, the actual character, (coughs) killed Doctor Who. Went up to the BBC and was like, nah, you were slandered my good name. I knew it. I could not be defeated by lemonade. (laughs) (laughs) I am made of stronger stuff. Slander. (laughs) Yes. Though, of course, the Candyman does return in a different form in audio episodes. Not that I've mm. listened to any, so I can make no comments on them. I can simply tell you they exist. I would never make comments in episodes I haven't seen. No, no, you wouldn't. No, that would be foolish. Foolish, I say. Absolutely. Yes, <laughs> yes. well, I mean, that's not like official BBC production, right? That's, I assume, Big Finish. I mean, it's, it's Big Finish, but they are officially <coughs> licensed by the BBC to use Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah. So what, it is both. What fizzy pop would destroy you then? <laughs> like, you know, he was bested by some lemonade. Because I, I would be taken out by McDonald's Sprite. That's that's completely valid. That's completely valid. Mm. Ollie, <coughs> what what soft drink would you be defeated by? <laughs> I need to be c- coughing more and more. Um, mm, what soft drink would I be defeated by? You don't like fizzy pop, so would the answer not be all of them? All yes, all of them. <laughs> I tell you what, the first time I had a fizzy drink, I think it was lemonade. It was <laughs> lemonade, and I spat it out. I was like, no, I can't have this. Ollie's struggling with a water bottle right now, which is very funny. What about you, Joseph? Oh, it would have to be ginger beer, obviously. Oh, yeah, no, I can see ginger beer. I don't think I have ever had a drink of ginger beer and not had a coughing fit after the first sip. After that, I'm totally fine. But the first sip <laughs> will always make me cough without fail. <laughs> so we've got lemonade, but in like the McDonald's form. Regular lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> and ginger beer. I guess I am the candy man. <gasps> you are the candy man. Can you do a candy man impression, Ollie? Because you've watched the episode. 
Hello, I am the Candyman. <laughs> I have come to destroy you. Oh, no, 100%. That is what he sounded like in the episode. I mean, in fairness, it's not a million miles away. <laughs> it's, it's not. <laughs> it's just how I imagine a Candyman should sound. Yeah. yeah. I mean... I have a, I very much have a sweet tooth. I eat a lot of sweets. And people yeah. say things, like parents will say things like, oh, if you eat so many sweets, you'll turn into a sweet. So maybe I am the candy man. Is that not an incentive to eat more sweets? You know, if I could become a sweet, I absolutely would. I don't know if I would. I wouldn't want anyone to, like, kill me via eating me. <laughs> you know, that's just all I want. I mean, you make a good point. I do. Yeah. I think I've had the, that said more about turning into pasta. <laughs> That's also fair. Could also we choose fair. what sweet we turned into? Well, just you have just eat one type of sweet a lot and you turn into that what sweet. What sweet would you turn into, Bertie, if you could choose a <laughs> sweet to turn into? Can I have chocolates instead? You, you can, yes. I would be a peanut butter Kit Kat chunky. You'll nice. turn into one of the few things that I would not eat. Delightful, you don't get to eat it. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, well done, Bertie, you're safe. <laughs> I, I, I would turn into jelly babies, definitely. An excellent So choice. I can be offered by Tom Baker. <laughs> You'd have to go back in time as well. Tom Baker still exists. He uh, does. He, I know he still exists. He's but still alive <laughs> if, for now. Don't At say time that, of recording, don't... Tom Baker is still alive. Quick, someone oh, check Twitter. We're going to have to edit this out if he dies now. <laughs> No, no. If, if he does, then it's just who suck predicts, and um, <laughs> okay. yeah. that's just how it works. What about you, Joseph? What maybe sweet? He's, maybe he's going to be in the sixtieth. Maybe he is. Maybe that's why he wasn't in power. Maybe. It seems very unlikely. But <laughs> you never know. It does. It does. I want the curator back. <laughs> Valid. I don't know what sweet I would turn into. It's a very difficult and important question. No, it is. Well, <laughs> it's not something you can take lightly. <laughs> We're giving the people what they want. Yes. Haribo? Probably not. I'd probably go really classic and be a sherbet lemon. Oh. Sherbet lemons are good. No, yeah. they're not. They are. You survive me. You, you wouldn't survive, survive Ollie. Bertie, but I wouldn't survive Ollie. <laughs> Uh, and I wouldn't survive Tom Baker. <laughs> <laughs> if you had gelatin in, you wouldn't survive me. I I wouldn't survive if I have gelatin. Yeah, do jelly babies have gelatin in? They, they do. So, yeah. Yes. Joseph, you wouldn't mm. survive Joseph. You would not survive. We could have a three-way eating. Ollie, why would you say that? <laughs> to be fair, we were already towing the line with eating each other. We were, you're right. Yeah, I, 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 I only took it a little step further. Yes. Uh, towing the line. I despair. <laughs> Moving on. You've had a day, Joseph. I really have. Yes. You're problem children. You're really not <laughs> problem children. High five. Moving on, we have discussed that each of the characters has a letter designating their class, but there are of course some characters who do not, because every alien who visits the planet is given the surname Sigma, such as yeah. the wonderful Trevor Sigma. What a lad. We love Trevor Sigma. Don't you love Trevor Sigma, Ollie? Oh, my favourite, my favourite. Yes. <laughs> Trevor Sigma, who works for the Galactic Census Bureau. 
he's just a little guy doing his little job, trying to live his little life, okay? It's not yes. his fault. He will ask the questions. Hang he on. will. Is it, isn't the Doctor technically called, like, Theta Sigma? In, in he is Gallif- indeed, and it's referenced in this episode oh, it that is. his childhood nickname was Theta Sigma. I knew that. You did. Well you done. You did. <laughs> yes. And of course, Ace becomes Ace Sigma in this episode because they're all aliens. Mm. Ooh, aliens in my Doctor Who? <laughs> it's more likely than you'd think. <laughs> what, 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 I mean, I know this. I'm just sort of making sure the audience know. Mm, what yes. planet is this episode set on? <laughs> That's a very good question, which I absolutely have an answer to. And I'm not about to look it up because I can't remember the name. That it, would be ridiculous, <laughs> which is why I can tell you straight away. Joseph, you just want to build up suspense. You want to keep the audience yeah. and us on our toes. I think Guess you along at home. I think you have. Can seen you remember episode, what Joseph? it's called? Were you there for the watch along, Joseph? Yes. Huh. That's why I know that the planet was called Terra Alpha. <laughs> amazing! Amazing. They, they ran out of uh, English letters or because they are, well, they're not exclusively English letters. You know what I mean? Like Latin yes. letters because they're all being used on the people. So they had to use Greek letters for the planets and the aliens. Yes. Makes sense. Makes sense. Does make sense. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. I think that probably quite nicely sums up the Happiness Patrol. Do we have anything else we would like to say about it? Um... I, I, I just want to note that this podcast has been very chaotic and full of mayhem. You might even say a spoonful of mayhem. I am leaving. <laughs> I am putting in my resignation letter and you will never see me again. That was a wonderful segue, Holly. Please assure I will be coming up with segues like, like this for every episode next year, even though I'm not technically supposed to be the one leading the podcasts. We'll lead a coup against Louis. It's great. It's cool. You haven't already? Well, we've just led a coup against you. I'm aware. <laughs> Louis it's, right. is it's tradition that the president is cooed immediately. I think, you know, we're luring him into a false sense of security. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yes, let's go with that. <laughs> Moving on, using Ollie's wonderful segue to the audio episode, Missy, A Spoonful of Mayhem. I love this episode. It is very good. See, this one you have actually witnessed. No, I haven't you seen it. I've, I've heard it. Yes. I mean, did you hear it? <laughs> did you hear it really? So, yes, you did. So, do you want to, oh, do you want to summarise it, Ollie? <laughs> so, for what went on in this, in this session, um, <laughs> I, I turned up maybe 10 minutes late, so I missed the start. And uh, I sat down and we listened to it in silence for a little bit. And there was one little criticism I had. I noticed that the episode very, like the characters in the episode very much narrate a lot of things. It, it's very, very much show not tell. And I would have been like, okay, it's an audio episode. I understand how they have to do that. Except for the fact that in Out of the Shadows and other <laughs> audios I've listened to, it doesn't sound like that. So I, I remarked on this little criticism to Bertie <laughs> and uh, the rest of the episode was Bertie quite rightfully <laughs> ranting about the uh, the soundscaping. The soundscaping! Before we get on to that, let me summarise the episode for those who have not heard it. So, there are two children who are expecting a new tutor. He turns up, but on his way to the house, he is accosted 
by none other than Missy, who makes him go away and replaces him. <laughs> That's a nice, nice way of putting it, Joseph. Yes. In fairness, she doesn't kill him and she, she doesn't, doesn't harm him because, and it's important to the episode, she is being imprisoned for a crime she has yet to commit by an alien race whose name might be given, but I can't remember it. So we'll just call them an alien race who are imprisoning her and making sure she can't do any harm. Because that is a very moral way to do justice. Yes, before the crime. Totally, totally okay. Hmm. But let's not get into that right now. So, Missy shows up and begins to play Mary Poppins, being nanny to these two children. And does various things, including breaking into museums to steal things. And then stealing a train to run at very high speed to eventually trap her prisoners, trap her captors to make them prisoners in a genie's magic bottle, <laughs> which is a totally, completely sane episode. Hmm. I'd like to preface, there will be no Missy slander. Missy was our saving grace. Yes. Oh, Missy episode. is amazing. Michelle Gomez, incredible. Amazing. All the budget went on... <laughs> Paying Michelle Gomez. And you can tell. And it was worth it. No, no. <laughs> it was awful, right? I know, I know Ollie doesn't mind the episode, and I know you don't hate it as much as me. No, I, I didn't like the episode. Oh, thank God, bestie. I was so worried. <laughs> Joseph's opinion is irrelevant. But the <laughs> soundscaping was god awful. God awful. I love podcasts. I love the Magnus archives. We know. <laughs> and if, if you know Bertie at all, you will know this. <laughs> to be fair, I have two very visible Magnus archives tattoos, right? It, they are, you know, we ain't fooling anyone. And the Magnus archives started in a, in a clothes horse in an asbestos-filled flat, right? They had no budget compared to Big Finish, yet their soundscaping is wonderful. It makes you feel like you're in the dusty little office with this sad little man reading his sad little stories as his life's about to go to hell, right? Big Finish, they got some moolah, right? They charge us a ridiculous amount, yet it felt like an audiobook. If you were like, Bertie, this week we're, we're listening to an audiobook, I'd be like... That's so cool. You don't need to build the world behind us. But they had some incidental music. And at one point, I think they had like a ringing bell and a kettle. But there was nothing in the sound behind us to make it sound like a... There was nothing that built the world. There was no sounds. No sounds got scaped. Okay. <laughs> there was nothing to make me feel like I was there. Which, in an audio-only format, uh, for something that isn't just a narration, you need. Out of the Shadows do it amazingly and i'm assuming you don't have big finish budgets uh we have a budget of exactly nothing exactly but we do have ollie fab who was incredible ollie you should go and help big finish please for my sanity this is a personal <laughs> plea can you do beyond the shadows first please <laughs> it just had nothing to make you feel like you were there and so you had awful world building through sound which obviously you can well build in an audio format th through sound, which they just didn't do. I was like, okay, you know, the soundscaping's awful, the world building, awful. At least the actors will be good. No, 
We did realise that one of them was a Nepo baby, though. Yeah, one of them was like Alex Kingston's... Niece? Something like that, yeah. I'm not sure that's the reason she got the part. <laughs> mm. I'm sure she probably still had to audition and everything. Mm. Possibly. 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 Well, to be fair, we had a good actor. Yes, we did. Which we've addressed, but yes. But next to Michelle Gomez, they seemed even worse because she's such a good actress. In fact, yeah. most of the actors were good. Mm. Most of them were okay. Michelle Gomez was incredible. The children were less so. Mm. Mm. They're not actual real children, though, so I, I don't feel bad for saying that they were terrible. <laughs> Because they were. There was no emotion in those voices. And mm. I do would like to formally poly- apologise to everyone in that room during that session. <laughs> because I think, I don't know how long it went on for, but it, there was a really good rant that got very technical about soundscaping and world building through sound. So much so that Ollie told me the other day that he didn't hear a lot of the story. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know what went on for most of that episode. <laughs> I'm, I'm not much more familiar with it than I am with the Happiness Patrol. <laughs> I, but the, to be fair, I have seen the Happiness you Patrol, have, so that yes, makes exactly sense. So. But you could tell me all about season five of the Magnus Archives <laughs> and the soundscaping that went into that. I mean, let's let's be honest. You ranting about soundscaping is more entertaining that than that episode was. No, no, it fully was. I think I did a public service during that episode. It it was certainly interesting. <laughs> uh, yesterday we had a social, and who asked me about soundscaping? Was it Lottie? Lottie asked me about soundscaping and Harry had to physically move. <laughs> I was like, the soundscaping, Lottie. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I just shouted so loud. Joseph just turned down the volume. It, really, it just really annoys me because they had so much money and they can well build. I've listened to other Big Finish audios. Yes. Right? They have the facilities. And they just didn't, and I think it's such a shame because a Missy, I love Missy, I love Missy Only Stories, they had a chance to do something really good, though I don't know how far I am with the whole she becomes a nanny um, sort of thing they had. Um, and I think the Victorian era can be a little tacky if not done right, and it wasn't done right. Um, but I was looking forward to a Missy episode, mm. and it just being so bad that I went home and I just stared at my wall and then listened to the Magnus Archives <laughs> for good soundscaping. Uh, I, I, I hate that, that that was the last who sort of watched long that I will, I, I will be at this year because it's of, tragic. It's it tragic. is very tragic. I, I, I want to acknowledge the great irony that I use the fact that I've been to pretty much every single Who Silk session this year in my in my uh, AGM speech and then have not shown up to very many this term. <laughs> You're a letdown. Yes. You're a letdown, Ollie. I know, a I know. A coup after we coup Louis. <laughs> <laughs> just replace the entire exec. And it's just me and Harry just chilling. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so that covers... <laughs> Does that cover the whole episode? Is that all we have to say? Is that you hate the soundscaping and the children act as a rubbish? I mean, I, 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 I touched on it briefly earlier, but I think the fact that there was so much narration did annoy me quite a lot because a lot of it was just the child actors narrating. 
and then this happened and this happened and this, like explicitly narrating and then but you then you could it, say that they should have shown us that through sound yes you but could then say that. and i would like to personally blame everyone who voted for that on the who thought i'm the sorry another thing we can discuss is of course this is the first story in a series which focuses solely on missy on her own what do we think of characters minor characters or side characters or missy's probably not a minor character but <laughs> you know what i mean particularly villains getting their own stories told yeah so i think i in principle i think it's a really really good idea and i think it's really interesting to follow the villain as a protagonist which is not what we usually see however i think there's I have no idea if this audio series actually does this, but I think one thing it very much runs the risk of doing is to make the villain a compelling protagonist, try and make the villain good. And I'm very much thinking about like the book of Boba Fett here, where <laughs> Boba Fett very much is a Star Wars villain, and then they make a series about him, and to make him compel him, compel him, compelling, they make him good, and they give him an arc to make him good. And I think it can work, not in the book of Boba Fett, but like, it, for instance, in Doctor Who series 10, Moffat writes it perfectly, absolutely brilliantly. But it can also, I think the majority of the time, it goes a little bit wrong. It feels just a bit cliche. Like, okay, they're a villain. Stop trying to make them, like, you can make them compelling for their own sake without pretending their actions are morally good. Yeah, I think I have the same issue with Loki, the TV series, because I feel like that makes him much more of a good person than he is generally. He's supposed to be evil and they lose a lot of that in his own series. And as you say, I also don't know whether that happens here, but mm. it's certainly a big risk when you start making villains protagonists. Yeah. Certainly in this episode, they very much managed to avoid that. She's mm. still her evil, chaotic self. Yeah, and it's, which we it's love. wonderful to see. And it definitely works. And mm. that's the thing. You don't need to make characters good to make them compelling or to tell their story. Absolutely. You can have them be horrible, evil people. Yeah. And it's equally, in some cases, more entertaining. It's yeah. a sign of good writing if you can have a morally grey or morally black character and have them still be a fan favourite. Yes, yes, exactly. Exactly. I, I think I probably don't mind it as much in Loki. I... I, I still don't like that it follows that trope and it is something I noticed watching it. But I feel like as if they had to do that, which they absolutely didn't and shouldn't have done, if they had to do that, I think the character arc is done fairly well in the series. But I don't know. I wish they hadn't done it in the first place. See, I think I would agree with you if it was Loki post all of the movies. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think... But obviously because it's supposed to be previous in the uh, spoilers for marvel <laughs> and loki and yeah. various marvel movies by the way and shows because it's time travel it's supposed to be at the end of avengers he's a very different yeah. character there to where we'd seen him get up to but mm. it's like everything that was going to happen to him happened to him anyway it, it, even though it didn't. It's a slightly strange structure because we meet him at a much earlier point. So it's like we have two parallel character arcs. And I think in, in both of them, he sort of ends up good. But like him turning good in Endgame is, I think, a lot more compelling. And it's very yes. it, it very much is the point of his arc. Whereas in the series Loki, they had an opportunity to do something different by yes. taking his character at a much earlier point in time. Exactly. 
and they didn't take it. And I have definitely watched Endgame, and I definitely know what you're on about. Actually, yes. it was Infinity War, not Endgame. I've definitely watched Infinity <laughs> Sorry, War. That's my bad. I mean, you need you need both. Endgame is also what sets up the series. Yes, yeah, but like his original character arc is concluded in Infinity War. Yes, but anyway, that's that's, <laughs> that's Loki. Well, that's relevant. It's not strictly relevant. No, yeah. <laughs> with with Missy, she does remain her own villain, and hopefully, it remains that way. Yeah. Throughout the rest of the series. I'm sure I will give it a listen at some point. Don't do that. I to will not. The soundscaping, Joseph. The soundscaping. I mm. had to buy the whole series for us to listen to it. I might as well listen to the rest of them. Oh did... Yeah. I mean You paid for that? Yes. I was going to start buying Big Finish at some point anyway, so this was mm. an excuse rather than a necessity. I am so sorry that you spent your money on this. But anyway, the point is character consistency particularly if you're trying to follow villains rather than shifting them to make them the hero of the piece, is very important. They're a villain and they're not a main character for a reason. And I love fandoms because we can build what we think the character is and you can have lots of different versions. Hmm. I bet if you went logged on to AO3, you would find everything from evil, evil Missy all the way up to... 180 personality, Missy. Yes. But mm. as soon as... I don't know whether this big thing Finnish series people count as canon or not. I That think depends who you talk to. I I would say yes. Um, it could run... I've not listened to the rest of it. And I, I probably won't be. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> Soundscaping. It, it runs the risk of taking away some of the play that you can have as a fan with certain characters. And I know mm. that's not the same for everyone because not everyone engages with fandom though i would assume that if you're listening to big finish by that you must at least have you'd probably expect to have at least some engagement yeah with yeah fandom. i mean just to find out about it because it's not a heavily advertised thing mm. yeah i saw it on tumblr i think yes mm. i think in my mind i don't usually count big finish as canon but it is up to personal preference and i think I might change my mind on that once I listen to more Big Finish. Like, for instance, I absolutely love Spare Parts. I like, I actually like Spare Parts better than any actual Doc 2 Cyberman story. I mean, I like World Enough and Time the Doctor Falls better, but not for the Cyberman content. Yes. It is an incredible Cyberman story, but Spare Parts is better, I think. I treat most Torchwood Big Finishes as canon. Mm. Because those are the ones that I would I've I've listened to. I've not listened to much like main Doctor Who, but most Torchwood that I have listened to or read the script of, I I personally count as canon just because we don't have as much Torchwood content. Mm. See, for me, I've always said I count absolutely everything as canon, whether it's licensed, whether it's fan made, whatever it is, it's canon. If it explicitly contradicts the show itself, then it is canon within one of the parallel universes, which explicitly exist within the show. Mm -hmm. mm, I think that makes sense. And therefore, everything is canon. In my mind, Out of the Shadows is <laughs> the main canon, and um, <laughs> and, and everything from uh, Tenant coming back is in a par is in a parallel universe. This is Evie's world. We all just live here. Exactly. It's, it's true. It's true. We support this statement. Endorsed. Exactly. Yeah. I, 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 I really want to see uh, an episode where we have a parallel universe crossover where David Tennant's Doctor meets uh, 14th Doctor meets Evie Press's 14th Doctor. So 
someone I would love should, to see that. should call up Russell T. Davies. <laughs> Just get RTD on the phone. I wonder if anyone in Hussock has <laughs> met Russell T. Davies. I don't know. Maybe they have. Maybe we could get him on the phone. No. Anyway. Joseph got his phone out there. <laughs> <laughs> I got my phone out to look up questions mm-hmm. for the podcast. It's funny <laughs> to think. To ring RTD. It's funnier to think you're about to ring RTD. <laughs> Maybe I am. Maybe you are RTD. <gasps> have you ever seen Joseph and RTD in a room together? No. No, I have not. <laughs> there we go then. See? So, moving on to questions. First question. What do you think of the soundscaping? <laughs> I wonder who asked that, Bertie. <laughs> I didn't for ask For a podcast that you're on. <laughs> I mm. didn't ask any questions. Um, but so nice that you gave me the platform to talk about soundscaping. <laughs> I think we've covered that successfully. I feel like that was my hellbent moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The next question is not a question at all. It's a command, and we've also covered it. It's do your Candyman impression, which Ollie did wonderfully earlier. Yep, so I am the Candyman. What That's about you, Joseph? What about me? I think you should have a go. I, I could never possibly, personally. You know, I'm just not an actor. But you, I have, I've heard you act. I think you should have a go. I think this is a terrible, terrible <laughs> idea. Ollie, do you agree with me? I fully agree that you should both do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the right answer. That's the wrong answer. Now, Come on, Joseph, Betty, do your Candyman impression. I don't. Mine's going to be worse than Ollie's. And Ollie hasn't watched <laughs> Ollie the show. Ollie hasn't seen the episode. Yes, I have. <laughs> what do you want about? You do it first and I'll do it after you. No, you do it first and I'll do it after you. Absolutely not. Ollie, you should go first. Uh, Remember your loyalties. I think Joseph should go first. Yes. I hate you. This is This is really mean. <laughs> <laughs> it's fondant surprise. Perfect. Now, Bertie. Um, oh, it's gonna be awful. I'm that, so that, that's, sorry. That's what we want. Doctor. Ah, doctor. <laughs> okay, that's actually very good. Amazing, amazing. I'm proud of you. I also don't think it's just his voice. I think they do something to it electronically. So I think if we actually (laughs) managed it, it would be impressive. I think by by the sounds of the way you did it, I didn't go high pitched enough. No, you didn't. I am the candy man. (laughs) (laughs) New sleep paralysis demon unlocked. (laughs) And finally, pitch a happiness patrol style episode. Based on the current UK politics. <laughs> exactly the same. Uh, yeah. It, it would be... It could, we we it would could have to include similar. Partygate somehow. We would. Yeah. And who would Ellen, be, Ellen A be? Would she, would she be Bojo? Oh, obviously. Obviously <laughs> she would be Bojo. Yes. That's... Who would Fifi be? Would, would we still have an animal or... I think it has to still be an animal. I don't think you can make it a person. I think it should change but into a pheasant, though. It should definitely change into a pheasant. Because I feel like pheasants are a posh animal. <laughs> I also think, rather than happiness, you'd probably have something to do with identity, particularly national identity. <laughs> and it would, But it would very much go down the line of this explicit fixed idea of what the Helen A character thinks it should be. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I, I, 
very much not. Just I'm, like the British yeah. values that we got taught in school. Oh, God. yes. Just those Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if, if Helena at the end of the episode gets, like, lo- loses her power, right? I assume that happens because I remember it happening. She does. <laughs> um, then what if, what if afterwards there was so- someone else took power very briefly <laughs> <laughs> and was like, oh, yes, I'm opening up some new lamb chops markets. <laughs> Lamb chops. Yes, and then left. What on earth could you be referring to, Ollie? <laughs> and there's. Just I, a, I was ever so subtle. Just a head of lettuce, also there for the time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, and with that, I think we shall wrap up the podcast. <laughs> yes. So thank you for listening. Uh, I'd say join us next time, but I have no idea what order we're going to release the podcasts in, mm-hmm. because. At some point soon, possibly, or possibly (laughs) recently, I don't know, we shall be releasing a series of lost podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) These are podcasts from weeks and episodes from previous times, which we, for whatever reason, never got round to podcasting on. So, do keep your eye out for those. They should be enjoyable. I wonder who uh, recorded those. I wonder when they recorded them. I wonder. Mm. Yeah. So, until then, mm-hmm. farewell. Bye bye. Goodbye. Bye. Purple Radio Podcasts. Thanks for downloading this Purple Radio podcast. For more great content and to listen live, head to purpleradio.co.uk.